this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Legacy Season 2 is back. It started with a Jupiter June and ended with an adaptive August. Stay tuned to find out what all of that means. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Yo, what's happening, everybody? All of my Vampire Diaries, my Originals fans, now my Legacies fans, hello, hello. I am Joshua Wright, your host, and I am joined with my sci-fi savant, my Vampire Diaries Originals lover, Miss Haley Graves. Hey, what's up, y'all? Excited to get this season started. I'm telling you, this was a crazy show to start the season. Let me tell you what's going on now. We have the Jupiter June we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about just... July. We're also going to talk about Adaptive August. We have our special segment called The Merger. You don't want to miss that. And we have some exciting news and gossip for you all today. But first, we are going to start with our thoughts on this show. I never give up hope. What does that mean to you, Haley? Oh, this was a this was a first episode. I really liked the way that they've picked up from where we left off in season one. Overall, really, really pleased with the episode, mostly because anyone out there that watched our preview episode, Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like Hope and Landon are that much a thing, which we all know that I am happy about. So (laughs) (laughs) overall, um, yeah, really pleased with how this episode went. All right. Well, my thoughts on the episode. You know, this this hope name yep. is is a pun. It's you know, it, it's an <laughs> they adjective. They use it in every way. Yeah, it's a noun. I'm telling you, it is killing me. I don't know what it means, but I'm telling you, Landon. To me, I saw something from Landon this episode that I hadn't seen all season, and that was honesty and sincerity. He even admits it. Yeah, and he admitted mm-hmm. it. And so I think this this episode really got me going and got me excited because I want to see what happens. You know, we'll get into it. <laughs> we'll know. get there. We'll get to the <laughs> yeah, nitty gritty. Yeah. We'll get excited. to it. All right. So let's start off with the beginning. We see yep. the, the show opens up and Landon is narrating 
as everyone is packing up, leaving for, as I call it, Jupiter June. So for those <laughs> of you, I'll explain what that means. Jupiter is, we all know it's a planet, but the, the actual t- name means uh, authority and knowledge. And the reason I chose Jupiter June is because all of the knowledge that was obtained from the year, they're taking with them into the summer, and they're using that as authority to lead their lives. So I see Landon narrating himself, and then he stands at the edge of the pier and jumps in. And then the screen just goes to black, and now the episode starts. Yeah. What is Landon searching for? He says he found who he was, but he doesn't know where he's going. What, what else could he be searching for? I think that you see it very similarly with Alaric, that mm-hmm. they both know that something is missing in their lives, but they can't quite put their finger on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really just what Landon's searching for. He's been a guy that, even going back to season one, he always is searching for answers for something. Whether season one, it was his parents. Uh, I think he just has this gut feeling that he knows that something is off, and he can't quite pinpoint what it is. I think he's putting a lot of effort into helping Rafi, because that's something that he somewhat feels like he can control. And I think that's where he's kind of putting his energy. And then on the side, we obviously see him again jump in the lake later on. Yeah, well, I think um, with Landon, I actually think he really loves Roth. Oh, agreed. Their friendship is, like, their bromance is great. Yeah, it's solid. Yeah. And we saw that last season. There were quite a few times where they each stood up for each other. Facts. To support each other. And I think Landon, he, he, he stated that he feels hopeless And if you're hopeless, you're alone. Mm -hmm. And does hopeless mean hopeless or does it mean hope Michelson-less? I think it means both for him. I think it literally is the word means two things in the sentence. Like, I think he is saying that when you're hopeless, you are alone. But then for him also, he feels alone because he's without hope. Yes, because hope... Hope is hope is on a journey herself. So let's um let's let's give Landon a little break. We'll yep. we'll revisit Landon later okay. on in the episode. We'll find out who that love interest is. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Not hope. <laughs> so um now let's talk about Lizzie and Josie. Okay. So we see We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. In the beginning, and especially if you saw the the clip from this episode, Mm -hmm. you saw that Josie and Lizzie are lying on the bed. They're speaking to each other. And I I call it their witch chatting. You know, (laughs) Josie is like, honey, we can, we can face chat, you know, and Lizzie's like, bro, we too advanced for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's get this started. But I did see, uh, Lizzie did say something that stood out to me. She said that I want to keep our magic sharp. Mm-hmm. So that tells me that Lizzie is forward thinking yep. and that she's preparing for what may come. What may come? What do you think? I mean, I think that it could be so, like foreshadowing for obviously the merger. They're mm-hmm. going to need to be sharp in their skills. But the other thing with Lizzie, my takeaway with her was in that first part where we're seeing what's going on in June is, mm-hmm. oh, snap, we got the same Lizzie. Mm-hmm. That she is talking about boys, like yep. we said, boy crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's off in another country with Caroline, we later learn. And it just kind of was same old, same old. And I'm not going to lie, I was a little 
bummed because I was like, ah, we just got this. We just got the same Lizzie. But as we'll get to once we get to August, that uh, everyone kind of changed a little bit this season. Maybe they did. Haley, you're on to (laughs) something. Well, since Haley's on to something, I'm going to get on to something. And I'm going to get on to all of you AfterBuzzers out there. I want you all to know that we love everything that we're doing here at AfterBuzz, and we couldn't do it without you all. We are the ESPN of TV Talk, and we want to say thank you so much for supporting us. So if you are on YouTube, please make sure you give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to our pages. That way, whenever something pops up, you'll see it. If you're on Spotify, if you're on iTunes, give us a thumbs up. And tell your friends, your family, and your enemies about us so we can continue doing what we're doing here at after buzz mm-hmm. all right so now let's uh let's stay we're gonna stay in june with yep. Craig, because after everything that's going on at uh the salvatore school mystic falls yes we're moving to atlanta and we see caleb and mg yeah now they didn't say they were in atlanta but caleb referenced georgia i'm yep. from atlanta i'm looking at there there's a i don't know if you noticed it but in the background while caleb was barbecuing yep. there is a painting of uh john lewis yeah so john lewis is a congressman yep. um who he was uh in atlanta for you know he was a civil rights activist in atlanta and he's done a lot for the city of atlanta mm-hmm. so i just want to shout out and say whoever put that painting up there did an excellent job but um we see caleb up there and he's he's talking to Gertrude. He saw Gertrude when she was born. She was raised. And when they (laughs) chopped up, okay? And he tells MG, this is going to be the best summer ever! (laughs) Now, what did Caleb mean by that? Um, I think that he just meant that they were going to be basically bros living their life. You can tell that they're very much trying to be proactive vampires and that they're drinking only animal blood, hence Gertrude. Um, Mm -hmm. He also references the circle of life, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I really like the two of them. I feel like they're in a good place with one another. I like how Caleb tells MG to just, bro, forget about Lizzie. Mm -hmm. Come on. And I liked that factor. For a second, I was like, man... MG's still hook, like yeah. hung up on this girl. Like, yeah. come on, she's barely batted an eye your direction. Yeah. But um, aside from their birthday, of and course. that was even like that wasn't even very true it feelings wasn't, of her. Right, it was yeah, out of convenience. Like, and so, um, yeah, I like I like where they're going with these two. Well, I think that I want to give you some uh, some commend you because you called this on the preview show. You said that you felt that Caleb was going to be more of a leader mm-hmm. for MG, even mm-hmm. though he. I guess he aggravated MG to a point of where MG became who he truly was. And now Caleb, as the leader, is saying, hey, man, I got you, bruh. Just trust me. Until it pertains to Kim. (laughs) But before we get to that, the Mm -hmm. other thing I think is cool that we should mention with Mm -hmm. them and about Caleb being a leader Mm -hmm. is the fact that he has openly admitted that MG is now a part of his family. We can't forget what happened with MG and his own parents. That's true. At during last season, and so MG is truly without family, and so Caleb is really being inviting and bringing him mm-hmm. into his family and kind of taking him fully under his wing, and I, yeah. I like where this is going, but like you said, mm-hmm. Kim, Kim, Kimmy Kim. Yeah, Kim's off limits. Kim is off limits. We're kind of fast-forwarding here, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll come yeah. back. Yeah. yeah, and so, um, but we'll, um, I just want to let y'all know, Kim, uh, for me, okay, so I have a, I have one sister, I have two brothers, Okay. and my oldest brother and my sister went to the same schools. They were a year apart from each other. And everybody knew in the county, don't touch my sister. <laughs> everybody knew it. All right. So the guys were afraid of her. And she said, I couldn't wait for Channing to graduate. Oh, yeah. So when he graduated, she was able to date whoever she wanted. That's kind of what I see happening with Kim. Okay. If 
they go back to the school. I kind of see Kim reaching out to MG to see what may happen. Because they were for sure vibing with one another. Yeah, they like, were. That wasn't just some innocent flirting. That was her and and almost was even her approaching him. Yeah, an alpha female. Yes. Which is which what is MG awesome. needs. Yeah, yeah, like, come on. So hopefully we'll be able to, to ship the two. We'll see what happens. I don't have a name for them yet, yeah. but it's not going to be as bad as Rope, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I will say I was happy for MG because now he has this beautiful woman approaching him acknowledging him when Mm -hmm. this whole time he's just been chasing lizzie and it just has never worked in his favor and so now he has kim approaching him you can tell he's smiley he's giddy like he's like all right like maybe this summer is gonna turn out great after all and then womp 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 that's the sister that was away building houses for the homeless yeah exactly (laughs) and i'm just gonna be real i don't stereotype people but i did not expect someone building houses for the homeless (laughs) To look like that. That's all I'm saying. Nothing negative. I'm just saying she's she's quite pretty. (laughs) So, um, all right. Now, let's skip on to uh, Just July. Now, I'm going to let y'all know Miss Haley Graves named this one for me. She's uh, she's pretty cool, y'all. So, we're calling it Just July because everybody at this point is now you know, in their zone, what they're going to be doing. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of easing on. So, the first thing I want to talk about is... Landon and uh, Raphael, and yeah. we see them in the beginning how they're in the woods, and now mm-hmm. Landon is beginning to speak on how he feels somewhat responsible for finding a cure for Raphael. Yeah. How do you think that will impact their friendship if Raphael stays a werewolf? So I think obviously it'll impact their friendship in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. Raphael will essentially no longer be present, but we hope and more than likely that's not going to be the case. They'll figure out a way. I think that Landon is doing a lot of deflecting. I think that um, while last season he was very self-centered and about himself Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out his own ish, that he kind of put other people on the back burners. And I think he's trying to fix that situation. I think that he feels a little bit kind of of like survivor's guilt in that he he came out on top. He's a phoenix. And as we see in this episode, that he thinks he's virtually indestructible. Yeah, And so I think that he thinks he has all the power to find a cure or a help a way to help Rafi. Yeah. And um but yeah, because then while we see him figuring out different solutions, mm-hmm. you know, he's cooking, we go from right. MG and Caleb and their cookout mm-hmm. to a different bro duo right, yeah. and he's cooking for him, but it's completely different. And um I don't know. I just I thought it was interesting that mm-hmm. It goes from them, and then the next time we see Landon in the next scene is when he's at the dock again. Right, again. Yeah. And he, he that dock seems to be his best friend this summer yeah. because Raphael's not there. Yep. I kind of feel like if Raphael were there, Landon wouldn't be as uh, taken to the dock to yeah. find out what he needs to be doing and searching for things because yeah. Landon would be there. I mean, um, Raphael would be there yeah. to speak to him. For sure. Now, I know we have some people in the chat. <laughs> okay, now, uh, is there anything interesting you're seeing in the chat? Oh, we got a lot going on in the chat. Okay. So, shout out to Nicholas Kelly. Remember you from our preview show. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us again. Um, he's got a lot of different ideas in here. They're chatting away. Um, we also got uh, Gracie and Ryan in here chatting away. And I remember Cynthia Gracie and Ryan. There we go. Yeah. And Cynthia Maniac. So, they're telling us that the ship names for Kim and MG is... Kimchi or Mim. Mim. Okay. So, thank you, thank you actually for typing those out because I was looking at that and I said, I don't know how I'm about to pronounce this. So, so okay, Kim we G. can, okay. we can maybe work with that. Again, it's better than rope. Yeah, it is better so. than rope. <laughs> 
So, um, okay, well, you know, just keep the chat coming, guys. If y'all have yeah. anything interesting to add, if we're missing anything in the plot, just let us know in the chat, and Haley will definitely shout it out, okay? Yep. And slide over and hit that like button for us, too. Yes, you know, please do that. <laughs> you know, we need those. So, um, now, I want to move on to Rick. We haven't discussed him yet. So, Rick shows up, and I believe it was in July that Rick showed up at the school. Yep, and, with Dorian. And, and he told Dorian who he was, mm-hmm. and it seemed that Dorian was uh, indifferent to Rick. He didn't pay him much attention. He ignored everything that Rick was saying. What happened, because last I remember, Dorian came back and he saved the school with his knowledge and he helped Mm -hmm. Emma, Doctor or not Dr. Emma, but Emma out, Mm -hmm. and he helped out um, Rick. What transpired between them? I'm pretty sure they were at odds prior to going into that, that Dorian ended up coming around for the sake of the school, Mm -hmm. but they had been at odds. Because of Emma? Yes, because of Emma. So they had been at odds going into this situation, and we then learn that Dorian voted against Alaric to be a headman. Master. Right. So they have a lot of just kind of layers about their friendship right now going back into last season. Just the way that they interacted with one another, they kind of abused each other's friendship a little bit. And well, see, I didn't yeah. see that, Haley. Like the yeah. only thing I saw was Emma being drawn to both men and Rick did not know yeah. that Dorian was attracted to Emma. Yeah. That was something that was it was clearly shown in the plot. Yeah. So when Dorian came back around I didn't understand why he still has this indifference towards Rick. Like, does he feel he should be leading the school? Um, I think it's accumulation of things. I think the fact, let's remember back in season one, on his one day off, you know, he kept I remember getting, that. Yes, he kept getting phone calls mm-hmm. to try and come and save the day. Then I think just he felt um, unappreciated by Alaric. Okay. And I think a little bit of taken advantage of is kind of okay. how I saw it. And then... He comes and saves the day. Alaric just continuously puts these kids in danger. And that's kind of how everything was that Alaric was keeping so many secrets mm-hmm. last season instead of, and he was trying to protect the kids. He was, but he was hindering them at the same time because oh. they're so powerful. They can come together as we saw, but Alaric wasn't willing to let them do that. And so I think Dorian was just fed I up. Think, yeah, exactly. I think he was just over it, over. A lark being the cause of these kids constantly being in harm's way. And so mm-hmm. he just knew that a lark being the headmaster wasn't going to cut it anymore. Well, you said something, um, made me think about something that my, uh, my mother used to say. I'm a person who keeps secrets. It doesn't matter what it is. I could have a new job. I won't tell anybody. I'll okay. just start the job. And six months later, I'll say, oh, I've been working for such and such. Well, my mother told me something in college. She said that even though you're not trying to be, your silence can lead to duplicity. Mm -hmm. So that means that even though you're being quiet, it could be taken that you're hiding something as opposed to protecting yourself. And I think Rick didn't know the actual line that he, that he drew there. Like he was being silent to keep information away from them to protect them, but it turned into deceitfulness or duplicity because he wasn't able to help them and prevent them in certain situations. So your point is valid when you say that uh, Dorian felt fed up, because yeah. all of the secrets. And see, and Nicholas Kelly kind of supports us in here. He's saying Alaric and Dorian had been at odds, but the reason was the fact that Alaric put these kids in danger from the organization that MG's mom was a part of, and mm. the fact that he consistently takes advantage of him, like how everyone took advantage of Bonnie throughout right. all the Vampire Diaries. So mm-hmm. essentially, like, what I kind of had a feeling yeah, it was. Okay. We're on the same page, Nicholas. All right, Nicholas, we like you. Keep Ooh, it up. But did Go you ahead. know that you just 
navigated us right on in. Speaking of Alaric keeping secrets, he Uh did this beautifully for us into Mm. him keeping secrets from Josie. Yes, and Josie is fed up. Okay, so now let's go ahead and get a backbone, Josie. Yeah, Josie. Josie showed me who she was uh, when she came out like a music video. I think it was like episode six or seven, <laughs> and they got out that I eight and they were rocking in the in the dance like it was nothing, you know. So, um, but Josie showed me who she was then mm-hmm. that she has a side to her where she can really call out problems, and she definitely addressed the issue yeah. of the ascendant and the merge with her father, who was yep. keeping information. She was motivated to speak to him because of the potential love interest from Landon. Yes. So let's talk about Josie and Rick. What do you think Rick is going to respond with now? Um, So I kind of knew this was coming, as I'm sure many of you did watching this episode, that the piece of information that Landon alludes to, that, oh, your dad's not telling you everything, that Josie even feels it, and Alaric says you don't need to know everything. I think, again, this is Alaric. He's deflecting. I don't think that he wants to rip open the wounds of Joe again. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he wants to go into the nitty-gritty details of the evils of Kai. And Uh, Right. Yeah. But how else can you No, I agree. Yeah. I like he's he's in the wrong. Like I think he's in the wrong. But is there any way what if a lark slightly fears that Lizzie's temperament and her issues are reflective of Kai? But but I think that he already feels that way. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. And he's trying to prevent but see you can't prevent the inevitable. So you're calling this inevitable? Yeah, well, well yes. This is. I'm just saying. Li- listen, okay. Don't don't kill me out there, fans. I, you <laughs> know, I feel a little few daggers now. But what I'm thinking is this: educate your daughters on what is necessary for the merge. Okay. You understand the process. You already know what may or may not happen, and yeah. you're trying to prevent it. At least let them know. Like, yeah. hey, this is the process. We're trying to prevent it. We don't know if we can yet, but this is what y'all need to be set up for. But. Let's think in worst case scenarios. Go Let's ahead. play worst case scenario game. Mm-hmm. So, say Alaric goes on to tell Josie everything about Kai and Joe. And then Josie starts to realize similarities between her and her mom, which we've already seen. She makes the connections yeah, in season one on their birthday. Right. And so, what if she realizes I'm so much like my mom? Oh my goodness, Lizzie's just like Kai. That means I'm automatically going to lose. But that's Be- not true because Lizzie and Josie are both siphoners. This is true. Yeah, this uh, is true. Joe and Kai were not siphoners, yeah. so it's well. It's, wasn't Kai? I mean, Kai, Kai was. was siphon, Joe wasn't. Joe yeah, wasn't. thank yeah. you. Yeah. But Joe, Josie, and Lizzie are both siphoners, so that to me changes. There, there's a level of complexity here that we don't know about because yeah. we've never seen this before. Yeah, you know, I mean, to my knowledge, yeah. you know. So, you know, help us out there, fans. You know, I, I think it's inevitable for something to take place between the two, and I think that Rick should be doing his job to educate. Instead of uh, prevent, try to prevent, yeah. you know, so. But all right. see, but it, then again, also, Josie, she's already obsessing over this. Yeah, she is. So. But I think the unknown is killing her. This is true. It's murdering mm-hmm. her from the inside yeah. out. Because you think in worst case scenarios, like I just did. Yeah, it's like um, if you've ever seen The Mummy, the first one uh, I remember seeing, and they had these little bugs that looked like cockroaches, <laughs> and they would dig into your skin and then eat you from the inside out. Oh, and I think that how that's, graphic. Yeah, that's what, but that's what it did, you know. And so I think that's what this is for Josie. I think the merge yeah. is literally in her skin and it's tearing her apart from the inside out because right. she loves herself, but she really loves Lizzie. Yeah, like we've seen Josie give up everything yep. for Lizzie. She even lost the uh, was was it the pageant. 
the, the pageant yes. last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Penelope was like, what are you doing? Yeah. She so, gave it to her sister. Yes. Because she's got a good heart. Yeah, she does, maybe. But anyway, okay. Now, I want to talk about Hope and Ryan. Okay. Because this happened in July as well. We see them in the beginning in, in June, and they're together. Hope is... You know, figuring some things out. We know mm-hmm. where she is. She's in Malivore. And now Hope and Ryan are together. Yep. And Ryan finally starts to figure out that, no, or uh, Hope figures out that Malivore's trying to expel her but keep Ryan. Mm-hmm. And so Ryan is saying, you know, Hope, I, I, I want to be there. I want to help. You know you need me. We need each other. We yeah. can do this. Do you trust Ryan at this moment? I did. Okay. So I thought that it was very unique that Ryan was letting Hope know and warning her, like, hey, he, I mean, he told her back in when we were in June, so this was the first third of the episode, mm-hmm. you do realize when you go back out there, like, or not even if you escape, but as at this point, your family and friends have no memory of you. That's true. So he tells Hope this. So she kind of has to be aware. Um, and then I do think, like, she cast the truth spell on him. Yeah. I really think, because Gollum, when he was Gollum, mm-hmm. he was simply working for his, obviously, evil father. Correct. And he kind of broke free of that. And I think when he was down there with Hope, that was his innocence talking to her. I think there's a reason he was kind of dressed in whiter, lighter clothes. Right, yeah, exactly. And he was, it, that was his good side. That was his pure side, mm-hmm. not the evil side that his dad created. And I think that was the side of him that was obviously resilient against mm-hmm. his dad, wanting him to completely morph into being evil. And then we obviously see Hope leave him behind, which... I will get into later with my thoughts on mm-hmm. that, but bottom line, I thought it was a mistake leaving him behind. Okay, I um, uh, okay, so I feel this way. It's hard for Hope to trust Ryan after everything he put everyone through. Which she did ask him, and he admitted and said, "I would do the same thing." Right, I know? would leave you hanging, yeah. bro. You know, yeah. so but I so I understand. I understand why she left him down there. I understand mm-hmm. the motive as to why. Yeah, I don't understand why she actually did it. After she put the truth spell on him, he began to, uh, I guess, just regurgitate all of the truths. At that moment, he's vulnerable. And he stated that. And Hope just still left him down there, which in turn we'll see. Okay, I can't get into that. (laughs) Anyway, all right. So, okay. So now we have discussed our Just July. I Mm -hmm. definitely, I'm excited about the first two months. Jupiter June and Just July were exciting. So I want to see what's going to happen in Adaptive August. So let's talk about it. Yeah. All right. So Adaptive August starts. And uh, hold on. Let me me get my notes, people. I don't want to say anything incorrect. You know, Mm y'all would kill me out there. (laughs) And uh, we see uh, Lizzie and Josie are speaking about Landon. Yes. And I noticed that I want to skip to the end of August and then we'll come back. Lizzie tells the truth to Josie that, hey, I haven't been out here having a good time. Mm-hmm. I've been with a therapist. When I'm not with a therapist, I'm with the doctor. When I'm not yeah. with the doctor, I'm with a healer. Yeah. You need to have the best summer that you can have of what's left of it. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Lizzie's admission in that moment? I, w- I was proud of Lizzie, you know, because, again, talking about the growth of these characters in just this first episode, that Lizzie went from that very first intro of seeing her to saying, oh, I'm with this Swedish boy, and mm-hmm. I'm doing this, and I'm living life, and it's so fun, to being real with her sister, probably for the, one of the first times ever, and saying, yo, I'm actually taking care of some serious-ish, I'm trying to get myself right, and shout out to the writers for even um, bringing this subject up, you know, yeah, mental, mental, health. Ill- mental yeah. health, mental illnesses are very real, mm-hmm. and the fact that Lizzie is talking about it just shows all of the viewers that you can talk about it especially with your loved ones and of so course. I was really proud of Lizzie in this moment yes of course I um 
I, I actually think that this vulnerability of Lizzie may lead to Josie surviving the Ooh. potential merge. Mm-hmm. We've seen Lizzie be the aggressor, the aggressor. We've seen Lizzie be the antagonizing one, the love, you know, just everything's about me, self-centered. Yeah. And now that she is allowing that vulnerability to be exposed, I feel like there's some power that Josie may have that she probably wasn't aware of. Yeah. So in this moment, I see Josie and Lizzie perhaps collaborating in a way that could benefit the school silently. Yeah. We've seen them kind of work their magic and nobody knew. I remember uh, last season how Josie would fill the walls. Yeah. And she could tell what was going on and nobody Mm -hmm. knew she was doing that, Mm -hmm. but it was protecting everyone. Absolutely. So I kind of want to see what this dynamic leads to. Yeah. See, so I went this episode from Lizzie, like, I'm not going to lie, I was like, down here-ish mm-hmm. on dun, Lizzie. Dun, dun, dun. And I I mean, I, I came up a few notches. Mm. I respected her by the end of the episode. Another fun thing that I noticed mm-hmm. about the two of them was Josie was preaching about communication to Lizzie in the very, very beginning, and then she had to take her own dose about uh, communication. I missed that. When, yeah, so they were talking about, I think it was either with Alaric or mm-hmm. She just was kind of preaching to Lizzie about communication mm-hmm. and um, and how she needs to be better about it. Oh, when it came to boys, because Lizzie oh, was okay. like, Lizzie was like, yes, I just another broken piece to my shattered oh, life. Right, or, yeah. And then she was like, oh, perfect, I don't have to communicate with him because we speak different languages. Right. Which was, ended up being foreshadowing because think about the conversation then that. Josie and Landon had when it was like they're awkward just talking about being happy-ish with one another. Right, like, that's true. Come on. Y'all are almost adults-ish. Mm-hmm. Like, just be upfront with one another. That's you true. like each other. And the fact that it got awkward because Landon was basically being Landon and being awkward and saying, I'm as happy-ish as I've been, minus the Rafi stuff. Correct. And then she says... I can't allow myself to be fully happy until I know I'm going to live past 22, which was a really dark statement that is for dark. Josie. Yeah. And it kind of showed us where she really is in her mindset. Um, but, yeah, so I saw that, and I was like, okay, now Josie needs to work on her communication skills hmm. here. And, yeah, and so and then the fact that it ended up with Lizzie being the one communicating to Josie being all up front with everything she's going on with, I was like, whoa, we just came full circle on a communication okay. cycle here. That's a good That's a good point. <laughs> I, I missed that in the beginning, but now that you're yeah. saying that, it's starting to, I guess, rejuvenate my brain. <laughs> I, um, I want to talk about Landon and Josie now. You brought that up. Let's move on into it. So we see Landon and Josie. Now, I'm just going to be honest here, people. I saw this happening, not last season, but I saw it <laughs> happening in the episode. Because yep. when Landon... Uh, when they were talking, they were eating, uh, Rick, Landon, and Hope were all, sp- I mean, uh, Josie were all speaking. Mm-hmm. Josie stated that she didn't want to see any fireworks. She wanted to go back with Landon. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something. I spent four years in college, had a great time. And there were some times over the summer. <laughs> so we all. Yeah, I'm telling you, there are some times over the summer. I went to the great Georgia Southern University in Statesboro, Georgia. Fantastic school. And there were times over the summer, you would look up. And you would see somebody who you had not paid any attention to all year. Okay, it's Summer like, romances are a real yeah. thing. Summer flings, it's real. Yeah, it's real. Yep. So when I saw this Josie and Landon, like, I'm going to go back and hang out with, with Landon. Yeah. I felt something powerful was going to take place. Is this a lasting relationship that will possibly aid the, I guess, the protection of the Salvatore school? I don't know if it's going to aid the protection of it, okay. but I definitely think that and hope 
<laughs> that it will last. Come on, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I want them to be a thing. Surprisingly, I thought they were kind of cute. I it's yeah. weird. It's weird for me they to admit that. They do kind of look good together. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and so I was I was cool with it. You know, I think they're very similar in who they are, and I really appreciated the conversation that they ended up having on the dock when um, Landon basically calls out Josie on all of her ish. Yes, and they have a real conversation, and that's when he brings up like. For the first time, I'm not lying about anything, so I know when someone is. Right. And he just calls her out, and I can see them. That was kind of the, they planted a seed there, and I think they might grow and actually help each other be better. Okay. That sounds yeah. like, um, there's, you know, a group in church, Iron Sharpeneth Iron. Yep. So Josie and Landon seem to be at a point where they're strong with each other. Yeah. And even if it doesn't blossom into a full-out romance, it could be a really strong, you know, platonic relationship. Agreed. Okay. Now, let's talk about Landon continuously dying. Because he's a phoenix. <laughs> hold on. Go ahead. Go hold ahead. On, hold on. We're going to take this a chat, chat commercial. Hold up. Hold on. Hold on. This chat. Y'all are killing me out here. Uh, Cynthia Manic, Landon and Josie feels like bland toast, but I oh, loved Lord. Lizzie calling them a montage. Oh, my God. And Billy Jean Girl does say that trust her when Landon sees hope, his feeling for Josie will change. You think so? Y'all think hope is that powerful? I think that I think Landon's going to be conflicted, to be honest. Yeah, because he, he doesn't really, remember her. Well, that kind it, of he, he really does, is. But he's building a relationship with Josie. Yeah, and when you're building real emotions with people, it is hard to break away from that. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. But those are those are two good points. Now I don't know about the bland toast. You could at least put some strawberry jelly on it or something. Yeah, you know, just yeah. white and, toast. And and I think Nicholas Kelly agrees with you, saying honestly, I didn't pay any attention to them since it feels like a brief summer romance. It's not going to last, but they'll be end up becoming best friends out of this. Right, something close, yeah. you know. No. So um, but anyway, okay. So now let's let's go back to Landon continuously killing himself because he's a phoenix. Yeah. What is that about? Like, what is it that makes him feel like he's invincible? I think it, it is just the fact that it's a phoenix, and I think that Josie Josie said it best. She said, how do you not know that you can basically... There's be, an infinite amount. Yes, there's yeah. an infinite amount, and he's willing to test those limits. I found it really interesting that when he kind of tied the stone, whatever mm-hmm. that thing was, to himself, the cement block, there we go, and that when he was essentially dying, that's when he was getting flashes of hope. Which, haha, again, man, her name, <laughs> Flashes of you. Hope. Um, <laughs> that, that was how we still had this gut feeling that she was out there. And then we both kind of thought, let us know in the chat if you also thought this, that then it jumped to Hope. Right. A, I kind of thought the little swirly cyclone things, I thought that those were Landon tapping into Malivore since he was oh, connected. Right, 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 right. But we kind of learned later on it's not. That would have been a really cool twist, though, writers. Yeah. Anyways, so then we see this creature, which, again, mm-hmm. we later learn what they are. But we thought that the fire in that creature was somehow landing down right. there. But then we realize that then the fire, when he comes up from the water, mm-hmm. it's because that was him dying, becoming the phoenix in the fire. And that was how that kind of all circled back for anyone that just... Yeah, of course. We, we get it. Yeah. So, yeah. well, okay. So, let's... Let, I want to talk about uh, Hope as well in this situation where she has the um, the image... What do you call that image again? When she brings up the fake image of Landon so she can speak to him. She had yeah, the, the it's stone. The stone. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't remember the name of the image, you all. If you can, let me know in the chat. But she's speaking to Landon, and she's speaking her truth. Mm-hmm. Similar to what Caleb said about MG. Like, yeah. speak your truth, bro. Yeah. So she's speaking her truth, and she's stating her vulnerabilities as far as still liking Landon, not being remembered. You know, all of those yep. things that we feel are important to teenagers. Yeah. How is Hope supposed to learn how to cope with no one knowing who she is now? Yeah. How does she move on from that? 
I don't know how she's going to move on from that. She seemed pretty devastated because I think a key part of Hope and at her core who she is is she always did want to help everyone. Bottom line, at the end of the day, as many times as she saved them, it was because she did care and it was because she wanted to make everyone better. And so I think that underlying there, she was always afraid of how people would kind of take her, especially when she took on roles of being in power. And now that she's realizing everyone is happier without her, yeah, um, that was kind of a sad moment. It was a sad moment for me because she did so much to help them and she essentially did all of this, especially all of this for Landon and for him to just fake him, to just sit there and not be able to say Deuce that out. people are better off with her than without yeah. her. It was, it was kind of hard. It, was it hard is to hard. See. Okay, well, you all, this episode, woo! Let me tell you something out there, Legacy fans. This episode was crazy. It took me all the way through certain emotions. I said last <laughs> last year, last season, the season took me through a roller coaster. So this season, I'll be prepared and I won't eat first. <laughs> all right, Jonathan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, y'all. There we go. It. All right, y'all. That's Jonathan. This is uh, my second time working with him. He's a great producer. I just want to put that out there. Super, super great. Yeah, super awesome. So we love this episode. Thank you all so much for listening to Mm -hmm. us. We have some special things to get into now. I am going to transition into our special segment, The Merger. We think you'll (laughs) like this one. Yes. So... The Merger is a play on The Merge. Of course, we know that. And so what The Merger is, we know that Legacies is known for collaborating. They have two teams, three teams collaborating in each episode. What we're going to do is select the teams that we think are the best and the worst from each episode each, you know, each week. So for me, this week, my best collaboration was Josie and Landon. Of course it was. Because also, anyone in the chat... Do you remember? Let us know. Do you remember when this song was played in this episode? Because I mm. loved it. I loved this moment. <laughs> this song is great. Yes. So shout out to our producer, Jonathan, again. He's for on it. putting this song for their, our special segment. Yes. And so the reason I think it was the best is because they began to thrive with each other, grow with each other. And it seems like they became better to move on. Okay. Okay. Now, what okay. about you? So, Your best so for me, my best kind of duo in this, um, hmm, can I say a duo that maybe didn't work well together? Yes, you can do your didn't. All right, That's all right. Cool. So I'm gonna say my didn't, and my didn't for sure, unfortunately, ends up being Alaric and Dorian. Oh wow, that's a well, shock. They didn't work well together. No, they didn't. They're still very angry towards one You're another. Right. They've got stuff to figure out and if they were to merge right now, I kind of think Dorian would win. Oh, I that's a good one. I think he would take the win here. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, I'll go with my didn't. Okay. My didn't is it's going to be Caleb and MG. All right. Because oh, cuz see that was going to be my did. So keep going, mm, keep going. The reason I say that is because Caleb prevented MG from being able to accomplish something that would mm-hmm. have helped him grow. Fair. I understand it was his sister, but Fair. he still needs to grow. Fair. I just, I think I like their brotherhood too much right now to go against them. Mm-hmm. So I think there'll be potentially, hopefully, ways around this issue that's mm-hmm. arising. I think they're stronger than this, and I think Kim is a very strong woman as well, that she will let them know what's up very quickly. So, ain't worried about it. As Caleb said, they're moving into the best semester, semester ever! <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for our special segment. So let us know in the chat who your favorite and Ooh. worst duo were. We got one. Of each episode. Go ahead. 
Our man, Nicholas Kelly, says, My best kind of duo is MG and Caleb. And this, we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you all. So, next week, be prepared when you watch the episode. Make sure you're watching who the best and worst duos are. Yeah. Now, we are going to get into our news and gossip. Yeah, we are. All right, guys, so our news and gossip, we have a huge thing coming. So if you are in the California area, specifically Southern Cal, like we are, Mm -hmm. um, in Burbank, November 9th and 10th, mark it on your calendars. That weekend is going to be a Vampire Diaries and Originals convention. Yes, you heard me. It's in honor of the 10th. Uh, anniversary mm-hmm. of the two shows. We know that because of this show, we, Julie Pleck, created legacies because of Vampire Diaries and the originals, which we both love. So, some names. If you go, you can get signed autographs. You can potentially meet. So, we're going to have, um, I wrote them all down. Joseph Morgan, aka Klaus, is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Ian Summerhalder, aka Damon. Yes, I know, ladies, get excited for that one. No it's going to be there. Also, <laughs> Can't have Damon without having Stefan. Paul Wesley's going to be there. Charles Michael Davis from the originals, and he had some cameos on Vampire mm-hmm. Diaries, who is Marcel. He's going to be there, as well as Matthew Davis, a.k.a. Alaric. And you'll be able to see Enzo, several other characters, mm-hmm. all going to be there. Mark it on your calendars, people. We're going to try and be there as yes. well. So don't forget it, and that's our biggest piece of news and gossip. All right. Yeah? Sounds exciting to me. Now, we are going to get into our top three. Top three. Top three. All right, now, why don't you go ahead and introduce this for them, please, Miss Haley. So, we're going to do a fun little quick segment. It's going to be our top three. We're going to do it this episode and at the season finale. Mm-hmm. So, basically, our top three is going to be the top three lineages. So, we know, as I just said, that Legacies is a creation off of Vampire Diaries and off of the original. So, mm-hmm. we're going to start with number three. You want to take it away with Landon. He's our number three mm-hmm. and top three lineages. Okay, so, Landon... Uh Landon has uh, been around. We're learning a lot about Landon. <laughs> we are. And we find out that uh, there's some connection there with MG and, you know, because of his mother as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but, you know, that's, a, that's another Yeah, so just that Landon's lineage, the fact that he basically is produced from a evil put of mud. Right. So that's what we know. So that's pretty crazy for a lineage story here. And, and his mother, uh, remember, yep. I, I, forgot, I think it played by Diane Lane. I yes. think it was last season. I think you're right. Let us yeah. know. Well, you'll let us know if we're yeah. incorrect on that one. But okay. So then number two, we're mm-hmm. going to move on to, of course, the Saltzman twins, Lizzie and Josie. Mm. So obviously, as you can see, we have their parents, which are technically Joe and Alaric. Mm-hmm. But then, as we know, devastatingly, Joe is killed by her brother. Kai, which then moves us to our next image of their basically mother, Caroline, yes. who birthed the girls, has raised them, is a part of the show in speaking terms. Right. And so those are their parents, and which their lineage is awesome because not only were they raised by Alaric, who has so much knowledge about all the su- things supernatural, they were raised by a vampire, but born because of siphons. So yes. their story is super cool. And last but not least, <laughs> our number one is Miss Hope Michelson. Look at her as a baby. Wasn't with, she adorable? Yes, with Haley and with her father, Klaus, who is the character that we all love to hate but hated to love. Yes. So she takes number one priority. She is absolutely incredible, as we can see and as we heard in the show, that she's going to be the only thing that can kill Malivore. Klaus was a boss. Yeah. I mean, a... I grew to love him. 
Yeah, I did. like a super boss. Yeah. So, you know, but anyway. All right, so that is for our show today. We had a great time covering this Legacies episode. Season yep. 2, episode 1, I'll Never Give Up Hope. Yep. Let me tell you all, stay tuned. Stay tuned. We have so much to get into next week. So much in this season. I'm telling you, it's going to be great. And if you can make it to the convention in November, please be there. We are definitely going to try to be there. And if we are there, we'll let you all know at a later date. And that way we can meet each other and meet some of our fans. Now, Miss Haley, since that's it for our show, please let everybody know where they can find you. Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Haley Graves with two S's. That's Haley, H-A-L-E-Y, G-R-A-V-E-S-S, and on Twitter, Haley1Graves2. All right, and I am your host, Joshua Wright. You can find me everything on social media at Cleverly Clad. We did not get to predictions today, but we will definitely get to our predictions next week. Hold us to that, and we will see you all later. Bye, guys. Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.